When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two or three bets up to $2,000. Welcome into Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Sean. Nope. No, you can do that too. You can't do that one. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. You can follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. We are recapping the series between the White Sox and Rangers. Ooh. The White Sox lose two of three to the Texas Rangers, and they fall to 27 and 31 on the year. They currently stand in third place in the American League Central, six games back of the first place Minnesota Twins, and three games back of the second place Cleveland Guardians. Their record again, 27 and 31, with a run differential of minus 56. Hey, shout out Mark Burley. Yeah, they're just a bad, bad, bad team that I think I was listening to Dan Bernstein on 670 the other day, and he said it's just a helpless feeling. Like, you see the Phillies fire their manager, Joe Girardi, and then they go on to win eight straight. Now, I don't think that's because they fired him, but as I said before, can't hurt, might help. Same thing with the Angels. Now, they didn't do as well as the Phillies, but at least they've moved on from Joe Madden. The helpless feeling is we know this manager is going to be here no matter what until he says so. So it's just really, really bad. There's so many chances today to win a game, so many questionable decisions that – Worked out for him, so he can say, hey, the result was good that I pitched this guy in this situation instead of Kendall Graveman or Liam Hendricks, who apparently wasn't available today after pitching on Friday. Too much work, or he tweaked something on Friday. But a lot of these things that happened, this happened yesterday with Aaron Bummer, where he wasn't available yesterday's game, but no one knew until today when he goes on the IL. I hope Hendricks is not going on the IL. So Mm -hmm. just not only is his team not good, they just, on top of it, like make it very hard to cheer for them, to want them to do well because they are so difficult. They're so damn difficult. We heard from a decent amount of people that, you know, Tony's decision to walk Trey Turner and just how the season has been going has lost a lot of fans' faith in this organization. And games like this, uh, understandably, don't help them. Uh, a lot of big storylines coming out of it. The first one, Michael Kopech's injury. We will try to give you as many updates as possible and how the White Sox rotation will be affected. We have some news already uh, coming out of the locker room from Tony Larissa, so we'll give you updates on that soon. We will talk about the absence of Liam Hendricks. Very mysterious for him. Yasmati Grandal also still on the roster, but apparently hurt. Yohan Moncada did not play today, but he did have a pinch hit appearance where he also looked poorly. So we'll talk about some of the injuries surrounding this team, and we'll try to see if they truly can come back. They're four games below 500, six games out of first place, but they have a lot of games against the Royals, Tigers, uh, 
Twins, Guardians, Guardians all coming up. Uh, so they can make up ground. Uh, it's it's not over yet. It is only June. I'm not trying to sell you uh, on that fact. Uh, I'm just trying to, to to share that fact with you because it, it has been a very rough couple of months so far. And we're not even at 60 games yet, so maybe that's a, a silver lining. Our guy Cody Del Mendo on CHGO Cubs always wants to give you a spin zone. Uh, the White Sox have the easiest schedule for the remainder of the season, and there's still... <laughs> <laughs> there's still uh, over 100 games left. So, I mean, that's that's as positive as I can be right now, Herb. I mean, the Rangers are not anything good or great. No, you should have beat them. You should have you at least taken two of three from them. And the Rangers did work today versus the White Sox in this whole weekend. And I love the positivity. I love the outlook. But I don't see it changing unless the players become better players because like, they're not playing to the back of the baseball card. And then the game ended – in the dumbest way possible. Luis Robert, man. Yeah. We had so many high hopes for this guy. And it's not over. He has the tools. But just dumb base running. There's nothing at third base, as Luis Robert is, that benefits him there. It's the last out of the game. You don't make the last out of an inning at third base. It's fundamental. And there's no advantage really for him because his run means literally nothing in the grand scheme of that game. It's the seventh run when you're down by eight to six. It means nothing. And you're fast enough to score on a single. Jerk. What the hell? It, makes it no doesn't sense. make sense. And that's all on Luis. But we've seen this from other players. Danny Mendick do it, did it a couple weeks ago. It's just a poorly coached, dumb-ass team. Sometimes I just don't understand why we root for this dumb-ass organization. But we're stuck, guys. You're stuck here. Sorry. Can't go anywhere. You can choose another team, but you know you're going to come back to the White Sox. Enjoy the ride, folks. Um, I, I Before we go uh, you know, into the whole game, I guess we'll start with the final out, uh, and then we'll work our way back and, and talk a little about Michael Kopech. But uh, this game went to 12 innings. Uh, if, if you missed this game, White Sox lose 8-6. to six. Michael Kopech started, could not finish the first inning, uh, and it was just sloppy throughout this whole entire game. Uh, it was sloppy all through the bottom of the 10th inning. It got sloppier uh, as the extra innings went on and on. Uh, in the bottom of the 12th, uh, Jose Abreu struck out looking, uh, and then uh, Jake Berger flied out uh, to deep left field. Uh, but Luis Robert, who, you know, automatic runner on second base to start every inning, uh, tagged up from second base, ran to third base, Beat the throw, uh, but then as he was popping up, the tag was still placed on him, uh, so he was called out. And like Herb said, and like Steve Stone said on the broadcast, there's no advantageous position to being on third base compared to second base there because you still need two runs to score. And if you're making that third out, uh, you know, you're, you're obviously committing or going against the biggest cardinal rule in baseball. You can't make the first or last out uh, at third base. And it, it's just... It makes no sense how after you know basically 60 games of this year, uh, we just keep seeing mistake after mistake after mistake from this team, whether it be in the field, whether it be on the base running paths. Uh, we see it with Luis Robert today. We see A.J. Pollock and Luis Robert almost colliding. We see Jake Berger mishandle another ground ball, and we see him misplay an, another ball, a pop-up down the third base line, uh, mostly the left field line. Uh, it was a difficult play as he was running backwards, but still not the cleanest game from the Chicago White Sox, and that's – Truly baffling because Tony Larusa, the 76-year-old manager, the guy with the second most wins in baseball history, uh, it's pretty sloppy baseball from this team. And it's, it's pretty shocking 
the more and more we get into this season, uh, the, the more and more this rears its ugly head because, I mean, even though they might not have won that game if Robert doesn't move from second base, I mean, if Robert stays on second base, there's no guarantee the White Sox win this game. But to lose on such a self-inflicted wound and mistake is truly baffling. I, I don't understand how you can look at this team and say this is a Tony La Russa, you know, managed baseball team. Because if you're talking about a guy who is, you know, professional, a guy who knows how to you know, go through a baseball season, how to win games in baseball, uh, you would probably look at Tony La Russa as the biggest example of a guy who knows how to set that up. And this team looks completely lost and, and dead at points. Um, losing 8-6, to six, another game where you lose, where you're scoring five or more runs, uh, I think that's a big, big sign of showing you that the manager is an issue. You can't hold leads. You, you can't hold the ability to stay out in front. You can't manage your bullpen in proper ways. And I honestly don't understand what this roster is because, Herb, we, we talked about it with Liam Hendricks, Yasmani Grandal, Yohan Moncada. Those are three guys right now that are injured. You have a 26-man roster that's basically 23 because those three guys can't play. And I don't know what the White Sox do well. I'm trying to figure out what they do well. Do they develop well? Do other players getting drafted and progressing to the major leagues, all of them. Like, do we see this? Yoan didn't get drafted by the White Sox, but he was traded here, and he's fallen on hard times. 2020 was the COVID year. Last year was underwhelming, but still seventh in the league in F4. And then this year, he looks like he can't hit. Luis Robert hasn't progressed from the player that he should be or from the player he was to the player that he should be now. We were supposed to have... An MVP candidate, he's not close to that. It's just so frustrating to know that you have a team. Now, I think they're 13 and 17 at home this year. They're losing games at home versus the mm -hmm. Texas Rangers, who have a similar record. I think they're 28 and 31 now. I just don't care to watch this team anymore. <laughs> if it wasn't my job, folks, I wouldn't. I, I've got to be honest with you. I know you were out there mad and probably turn the TV off after a certain point or the radio off at a certain point. I do not blame you. If you want to take a week off from watching the White Sox facing the Tigers and then going on the road to Houston, be my guest. Cause I could, I, you got to look out for your own mental health. Yeah. And yes, while these are only games and they don't really matter in the grand scheme, this is some of your enjoyment. This is what you do as a pastime. You want to enjoy a team that is supposed to play better than they have so far. So, yeah, take a week off if you need to. Take a month off until this team is good again. We'll be here for pre's and posts Sunday through Thursday. And if you want to join us June 22nd, we have a, we have a tailgate. We do. <laughs> and a game experience, 1130. I guarantee that will be fun no matter what the results. Anytime you go to the ball game, or at least for me, it's a fun time because I'm going to enjoy my time being at the ball game because 2020, we were deprived of that and some of 2021 too. So going to the ball game is a fun time for me. On the 22nd, it'll be CHGO White Sox, myself, Sean Anderson, Vinny Duber, some other people from CHGO having a tailgate. We'll have some food for you, some drink, and then we'll go to the game and watch the White Sox hopefully beat the Toronto Blue Jays. Join us then. But if you want to take a week off, two weeks, and just join us for pre and posts, be my guest. Hey. And we'll have you. And we'll watch every game that we can 
and tell you what happened that game. But yeah, I understand. It's it's well, go to, it's so frustrating to go and watch this team every day. I don't know what to do. I just like throw my hat. I'm like, I, I guess this is what we're gonna do th- now. Okay, what, cool. What, what point was that for you? What 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 moment could sum that up in this game? What sums it up the best? <sighs> Let's see. Dylan sees warming up in the bullpen. <laughs> When Dylan, when I saw Dylan Cease warm up in the bullpen, who pitched on Thursday, Did we you not guys mention remember that, that? No, we didn't. <laughs> he pitched on Thursday. Remember that game where he threw forty plus pitches in that game, in that inning where he left against the Dodgers, hundred plus pitches in that game. He was up throwing again, and might have come in the game if we didn't see Taylor Banks get have a good outing for himself and get what six clutch outs there. Six surprising outs. Exactly. It was bad for Tanner Banks to be in the game, but apparently no one in the bullpen is available. None of the good people except for Kendall Graveman were available today. I just... I need to take a mental health break. (laughs) I won't, but I will will allow you guys just... I don't allow you guys are grown people. Do Do your shit. Do your shit, but I need a fucking mental health break. I got to watch this shit tomorrow. If you want 10 days off, right, and you want to take today all the way to the 22nd off, we'd understand, but make sure you go to allchgo.com. If you want to join us at that tailgate, we got our uh, tickets uh, up there, so you mm-hmm. can buy tickets. $25 gets you in. Lot B, 11.30 a.m. Uh, we'll be good. We'll have a grill and everything, so it should be a fun, fun time because baseball is fun we try to make it fun it's just not fun when they lose Uh, that's the old saying winning is fun right yeah joe tucci says in the presser tlr said that it was just seeks can throw a bullpen before tuesday start my ass do that before the game i don't know i i do that before the game absolutely but we i kind of mentioned that i kind of called it being like i think he's just trying to play some chess here I, I thought that they were just throwing him to kind of divert the Rangers and be like, oh, hey, are they actually going to bring season? Should we have a plan for this? Should we be ready for this? I do think that, especially with the crazy shit that he's been doing, I don't think it was beyond us or, or beyond him to put it past him to actually put Dylan Cease out there. So I don't think it was truly a sign that he was going into the game because someone from uh, the left field line uh, did tweet at me and say that he wasn't throwing that hard. So maybe this was just a distraction out in left field. Like, hey, Tanner Banks is on the mound, but hey, look who's out in the bullpen. Look who's out in left field. I think that's what it was. On a, on a real team that doesn't have the th- third lowest walk rate in the MLB, they're not going to be dis- you know, <laughs> shaked out by that. But the Rangers, who you know aren't that good of a team just yet, a pretty young team, I could see it working on him. I'm not going to put that past Tony on on him actually not getting Cease ready to warm up. But still, he's in the bullpen. They show a shot of him in the bull, the game. Like that. That's all my mind's focused on for the next three outs. Is is Dylan Cease actually coming into this game? I I would think that Texas probably has some of the same thought process in that moment as well. Yeah, I maybe, but I get it. But it, where's the advantage? Like, yes, you're th- making them think about that. And this is probably why they don't announce that a person's available before the game because they're like, it's a, a strategic advantage not to announce that Aaron Bummer is not available for Saturday's game. When he doesn't come in the game, you're like, what the hell? You get questions from us, from the media. We're like, why didn't Aaron Bummer come in the game? And then you realize on Sunday morning that he's going to the IL. <laughs> Same thing today with Liam Hendricks. Didn't know that he wasn't available today after pitching one inning on Friday. 
Some people have reported that he tweaked something in his last relief appearance on Friday, so that's why he wasn't available today. But I thought Tony wants to win every game. But I thought Tony was all about winning, and his mood changes via the win or the loss. It doesn't seem like he cares either way. He's got the skins on the wall, and Steven and I were talking about this. Like When he got hired in 2020, I was out loud thinking, what is in it for him? Now I see kind of what is in it for him is because if he wins another championship, especially with this third team, he will be the only manager, I believe, to do that in Major League Baseball history. He got already to the second all-time wins as manager zero mm-hmm. wins. I think he's just training, uh, trailing Connie Mack now. But that's the only thing he's going for, a third championship with a third different team or a fourth championship with a third different team. Um, but now, if this team goes the way it's going right now, Many are going to be like, that's Tony's legacy. Tony was that manager that took that fun-ass team, that team that was on the move, on the rebuild, going to the World Series, or at least trajectory, and he ruined that team. Many will say that. Not, hey, he won a couple championships with St. Louis. Hey, he won that championship with the Oakland A's. People are like, no, he fucked the White Sox up at the end of his career just because, as Sean said the other day, he was bored. Well, he was bored, and I, I think, too, like, the Sox, it just became so business with them. It became so important on winning that they just got rid of all of the fun on this team. All of the stuff that made them combine and mesh together all got taken away, and there's still a little bit of you know, pizza bits and pieces of this. Like, you still have Josh Harrison out there, and you know, you still got him revving the mo- motorcycle. But hmm. you don't see a lot of that uh, on this White Sox team. You see Adelise Garcia uh, get a walk, and he immediately looks into the the, the Rangers, uh, you know, pen or Rangers, you know, <laughs> uh, dugout, and is immediately like, "All right, let's go, boys." Like, there's just no fun on this team. And even when you have a little moment, exactly like Aloy and Luis Robert, where they almost collide into each other, and you have Aloy staring down Luis Robert, like AJ Pollock and Luis Robert didn't look too happy to be colliding out in left field uh, with each other. I think that they're really getting sick of the same mistakes that they keep making over and over and over again. And the last person that I would want to hang out with is Tony Larusa. I think the last person that these people want to hang out with is Tony Larusa. There's no fun happening in this locker room. This team is just lost in the front office department, in the managerial department, and the players seem lost as well. Um, I, I don't understand the idea with Hendricks. I don't know if this is the actual quote or not from T- Tony Larusa. Uh, this is from Allie White, who could have been watching the NBA, uh, the NBC Sports uh, broadcast. She said TLR on Hendricks. He was not available today. Tomorrow he will be. Uh, I'm not sure if that is the quote. I will keep looking out and see if that is the actual quote from Tony. But if that is the case... If that is the case, that he was not available today, tomorrow he will be. Makes no sense at all. He's pitched four times in June. He's threw 47 pitches in June. He had a day off yesterday. There should be no reason why the biggest pitcher free agent signing in White Sox franchise history should not be in that game at all. I don't care if it's to throw one inning. I don't care if it's to to get one out. Liam Hendricks was not used, warmed up once today, and that is malpractice because he's not injured. You have 24 guys on this roster that are actually healthy. Liam Hendricks cannot have a day off today. You need to win as many games as possible. Jose Ruiz giving up two, uh, three uh, runs when he came in, uh, and then uh, Matt Foster giving up two. That might change with Liam Hendricks. 
I, I, I don't understand the point that if he is healthy, he was able to go today, why Liam Hendricks didn't pitch today? That's malpractice. That's, it's just idiotic that Hendricks m- <laughs> might have been healthy and available and not used in this game. There's no more to say, guys. I mean, show's over. I'm kidding. It's not over. But yeah, <laughs> I, like I, I feel so. that way. Like, if he he wasn't hurt, if he's not hurt, and he's going to pitch tomorrow, what is magically healing him from this flight from here to Detroit? It's like a, what, 45-minute flight. He's going. That day is really the reason why he's going to be better. Like, he barely pitched on Friday. In a, in a mop-up situation on five-run game. So that's on him to messing that up. Yes, you got him up in the ninth inning but or in the eighth inning, but once you score all those runs, hey, Liam, sit down. We got XYZ guy who pitched today available to pitch in this five-run game. Man, if it gets close, we get within a save situation, cool, I'll get you. But otherwise, no, sit your ass down because we don't need you for the rest of the weekend and the stretch drive because we have Detroit. So we got five more games until we have another break. So we'll have you available for Saturday and Sunday for games that might be hanging in the balance. Now I'm going to pitch you in this bullshit game versus the Texas Rangers, and you're not going to be available for the rest of the weekend. Neither are you, Kendall. You're only available on Sunday. He came in the game and, an inning. and did his thing. Daniel Graveman did his thing. Here comes Tanner Banks to, to pitch two. Uh, DMGT said, uh, Rick can absolutely fire TLR. He might lose his job over it, but he absolutely can't. Uh, that's how the, this is how the discussion goes in. All right, Rick, uh, Herb, you want to play? I'm Jerry. Jerry, okay, cool. Uh, I'll play Rick. All right. Hey, Jerry, it's uh, hey. Rick. Uh, just want to hey. stop in. Who's it? Uh, Who the is, fuck is that? Uh, this is Rick Hahn. Uh, uh, the guy uh, below Kenny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know I, I won seven your- championships for the, the, the city of Chicago? I'd like to fire Herb, Tony. Have a drink of your beer while you do this. Uh, um, Why is Jerry drunk? Uh, he's old. Um, <laughs> no. I'd like to fire Tony. Well, t- too fucking bad. You're fired. <laughs> Goodbye. Too fucking bad. That's they, my guy. And then he hits the you know the 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 floor thing. Rickon falls through the whole floor, and and Tony manages that that night. I uh, mean, that's. <sighs> Would you stay around? I would like I said on the day that Jerry usurped Rick's power. That day, when you get professionally usurped in a, such a public fashion, the only thing that you can do is to resign. If you do not resign, then you're going along with it. Then you're a willing par- participant in this whole charade. So no, you guys might feel sorry for Rick Hahn. That is a grown man with a Juris doctorate. If he wants to go and do something else, wants to go and be an agent, he wants to go and be a general manager on a different team, Tony will, I mean, uh, uh, Jerry would probably blackball him, but eventually somebody will pick up Rick Hahn. Since he was cool with it and continued to work for Jerry Reinsdorf, who knew who, who this man was the whole time, then he's part of this. No feeling sorry for Rick Hahn. He's a grown man. That's why I call him Teflon Hahn, because no one assigns blame to him. It always is Jerry's fault or Kenny's fault, somebody else's fault, the injury's fault. No, how about Rick Hahn's fault? Today is Rick Hahn's fault. Absolutely. All this is Rick Hahn's fault. The fact that you have 24 healthy players on a roster, that's malpractice. That's Rick Hahn's, Rick Hahn's fault. And I forget who made this point. I think it's probably the Sox Machine guys because those guys are extremely smart. Great. Uh, but they, they mentioned where can Rick Hahn actually go because Rick Hahn was known as a contract guy, but outside of that, 
he doesn't really have that impressive of a resume. Like, maybe he can go be an agent, like you said, but outside of that, I don't think he's going to be a general manager of any other team because what has this White Sox team done? They have won two, one division, have gone to the playoffs twice. Yep. It's not that impressive. With, and right now, the seventh highest payroll in, in Major League Baseball. I don't think any owner would want Rick Hahn to run their organization. I don't think he has a job outside of the White Sox, and he's Teflon in that, that, that part. So he's just going to put up with the bullshit and keep his general manager job. We got a super chat from Dan Stanner. Any thoughts on inserting historically bad hitters, Moncada and Harrison, in late innings? Uh, we were pretty baffled at the fact that Moncada was used for Ingle, uh, their best defender uh, outside of Robert at that point. That was pretty shocking to see Moncada pinch hit for Ingle. Moncada have a lazy fly ball and then see Garcia moved out to right field and then Harrison uh, at second base uh, and two with Harrison I, I made this joke and I'm going to make this joke before we go into an ad read uh, part of the reason why Luis Robert ran from second base to third base is because he didn't want to watch Josh Harrison have another <laughs> at bat I didn't either so thank you Luis Robert for that because we don't need to see Josh Harrison take any more at bats for the White Sox the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up if you do that right now you get two risk free bets up to $2,000 but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have questions, you can email PointsBet at allCHGO.com, and we will help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's newest feature, the live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with points bet you combine your favorite bets anytime during the game and if you want more you can boost your live same game parlays you can watch live parlay live and boost live with points bet uh, if you have any questions again you can email points bet at allchgo.com we'll help you out an online sign up is available in illinois you can download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone so what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 tomorrow is game five of the nba finals so make sure you download that points bet app get that 50 dollars already in and loaded and you can boost your live same game parlays when you are watching the Celtics and Warriors tomorrow. Also want to tell you about our good old friends over at Athletic Greens. Our next pro partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1s because I wanted to start my day off with a routine. I didn't really have a routine before I started this job. And then, you know, Parker, our guy from, uh, you know, getting all these ad the deals is done. Yeah. is like, hey, you know what? We got this Athletic Greens. They sent us a free package over and I've been using it ever since. So probably about eight weeks I've been on Athletic Greens. I love it. It is a healthy routine, but it doesn't taste super healthy. Kind of has a mild tropical taste that I look forward to each morning with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. AG1s, you're observing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogen. It gives me a boost of energy. It helps me focus. I feel more alert throughout my day, and I also feel a little bit less anxious. It just helps out my nervous system. It helps kind of calm me down, kind of help me uh, get right for the full day. It allows me to take on my day however I want to. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMOs. There's no nasty chemicals or anything artificial while still tasting Good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of cup of water in every day. That's it. No needs of millions of different pills and 
supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O-S-O-X. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O-S-O-X to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What's I'm, cheap sex dating? What? What's cheap sex dating? Uh, that's naked HD XYZ. Uh, okay. It's it's cheap sex dating. I've heard that it's freer than Tinder. Okay. Or or it's it's just, it's, it's the free Tinder. It's just weird. It's a weird way of uh, phrasing that cheap sex dating. You know, I, I I'm gonna actually take a, a wild guess here. I don't think that's a real person. Mm. I don't think that's a real person promoting their their business. Mm. I'm going to say that's a bot, and that will probably give you a virus if you go and click on any of the (laughs) both ways. The cheap free (laughs) sex will definitely give you a virus uh, one way as well. Do it, people. No, no, Hold no. Out. Protect yourself. Uh, Chi-Town fanboy saying Sox got to go 66 and 38 to match last year's record. Yikes. Hey, they have the, the easiest record in, in the majors for the, the, the end of the year. Uh, how much does anything give you at least a little bit of hope with this team? Because Michael Kopech got injured, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's about talk that. about that. Ugh. So, God damn it. Oh, no. Yeah. We oh, suck no. again. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Steven. Uh, so we start off in the first inning, and if you're watching the pregame show, Herb and I were giving a little jokes like, ah, uh, you know, Michael Kopech, if any team, you know, if any team's going to throw, he's going to throw a no-hitter against us, the Texas Rangers, right? Uh, he did throw a no-hitter today. Literally, he did. No hits allowed. Um, the first guy almost got a hit off of him, Marcus Simeon. He took a fastball, a 95-mile-per-hour fastball, up and in uh, on him and took it all the way out to the fence. And A.J. Pollock said, give me that back. It was impressive for the old man, A.J. Pollock, the 35-year-old, jumping up and scaling the wall. Uh, great job by Marcus Simeon just getting the barrel on that pitch by Mark- Michael Kopech. He cheated around to it, and it just kind of just shows you how good Kopech is, that fastball is. Even if guys are cheating to it, even if guys guess the location right, it is tough to truly get a good barrel on Michael Kopech's fastball. Marcus Simeon's red hot. Just got paid a ton of money because he's a good hitter. Uh, and, and that just shows you the, uh, the, the the power of Michael Kopech's fastball, the fact that that ball didn't leave. Uh, Marcus Simeon with an impressive uh, just bat-to-ball contact, and then A.J. Pollock with the great play. Then Corey Seager grounded out to second. And then Michael Kopech landed weird. Uh, yeah. He got Adelise Garcia to a 3-2 count and then went to throw another pitch and just landed awkwardly. Uh, it looked like his right landing foot got stuck in the dirt, twisted around. The White Sox said that he left with right knee discomfort. How you feeling, Herb, about the, the Michael Kopech injury? I felt terrible after he, like, spiked the ball to the ground after he knew he was coming out of the game. So, you know, he knew that it was an injury, that he couldn't continue in the game. I read that as, okay, I'm going to be out for a certain amount of games. But apparently in the post game, Tony said, you know, he might be able to even pitch on Sunday coming up this week in Houston. I think that's very, very optimistic. I hope he's right. But, yeah, losing the not just the White Sox best pitcher, one of the best pitchers in the American League, if not the whole league, an all-star definitely this year, and Michael Kopech would be devastating for this team already in the doldrums, six games behind the weird-ass Minnesota Twins and three games behind the Guardians. To answer your question, you asked me right before you went to with the uh, Michael Kopech thing, what gives me hope is the 19 games they have versus the Twins, Tigers, Guardians, Twins, 
Guardians, and yeah, in the middle of July. They have 19 straight games versus those guys right around the All-Star break. I think they have 16 versus Minnesota alone, 16 versus Detroit alone, 11 versus the Royals, and then I think it's 13 and 13 versus or, or, or 13 versus the Royals or uh, 13 versus the uh, the Guardians. I'm not sure, uh, but yeah, I mean they, they got a ton just coming up. I mean in July, August, September. Mm-hmm. So straight, they play a bunch of AL Central teams. That's the time you either make hay or you're going to get washed away because that's. Twins, 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 Tigers for four, Guardians for four, Twins for four, Guardians for four. Make your hay. If you really want to win 10 out of those 19, at least is the minimum number of games you have to win. More games than you lose, just so you can stick around. And then they don't play anybody. They play the Rockies and the Athletics. So, yeah, that schedule they have in this uh, rest of the remaining of the season, pretty soft this weekend. Not included because those Houston Astros. Oof. I hope we don't get embarrassed down there too. Eh, they probably will be. Um, interesting way to see how the the rotation will be affected with oh, yeah. Kopech's injury uh, because him going up against the Astros is nice because you got your best pitcher going up against a real tough team. But Lance Lynn will be pitching on Monday. Dylan Cease will be pitching on Tuesday. That's from Scott Merkin, according to Tony LaRussa. And this is an update on Cueto from Merck. Cueto threw a 45-pitch bullpen on Saturday and then pitched today. Didn't stretch today as he was prepared for Monday. Um, So we're not sure how Cueto will be affected, but just kind of guessing at what this rotation could be. I would assume Lynn on Monday, Cease on Tuesday. They probably will have Dylan... No, not Dylan. uh, They'll probably have Davis Martin come back because I think it's been five days since he pitched at that point so I think that they'll probably send down Tanner Banks or someone like that recall Martin have him do a spot start I don't know if you can you know sending a person down I remember back in the day used to be for 10 10 days you have to send them down for unless you get an injury then you can recall the guy if you're just sending back Tanner Banks without an injury it'll be kind of hard to do I'm not 100% sure on that. Anybody who's listening on, the ch- listening on the chat or listening on the podcast can send us a message right here, either on the YouTube or tomorrow morning on the CHGO underscore White Sox Twitter page. Maybe they then call up Jimmy Lambert because I know that wasn't the actual, like, swap that they made. It wasn't, you know, Martin for Lambert or Lambert for Martin. So maybe they call up Lambert to start them. But it feels like they'll need at least another arm to at least make it to Kopech on Sunday uh, because I think the earliest then Cueto could probably pitch would be Saturday. Um, Giolito will probably have to be bumped up to Wednesday. So I just don't know who our Giolito needs to stay on that Friday versus Houston. So it's really that Wednesday, June 15th, that's up in the air, or that Friday, June 17th, uh, that's up in the air because it really feels like they need one more pitcher to fit in there if they're going to have Kopech on Sunday. And think about this. When you have Lance Lynn pitching tomorrow on short rest, I mean, on the first time he's going to pitch, he's only going to pitch probably 80, 90, 100 pitches, if that. He finished with 79 his last start down in the minors. So it's going to be very, very questionable how many pitches he's going to get in there in Detroit. And if you have a good organization and a good game plan, which I don't know if the Tigers do, I would be taking a lot of pitches from him because you know the bullpen of the White Sox is really taxed. They've been going through everybody. And today they had another game where they went long. Yesterday they had another game where they went long. So I'll be taking a lot of pitches tomorrow versus Lance Lynn. If he strikes you out on three pitches, 
Well, tip the cap. Yeah, I'm mean, one thing I did like from Lynn, or at least one thing I looked at with Lynn in his last start. I think like 71 percent of his pitches in that Charlotte game uh, were strikes. So it, it really did feel like I think especially late. I think he was just trying to get working. I don't really think he was trying to dominate these these triple a guys i think he was just trying to get balls over the plate uh and just just make sure that he got that work in so i think the fact that he got up to 80 pitches is a good sign the fact that he was able to throw strikes is a good sign and he's going up against detroit my worry would be like him going up against houston we know oh. how bad he is historically against houston he slated to go against them right if he pitched well, on monday you would have to that's why i think they need a, a sixth pitcher because i i don't think that cueto could go on friday they need to bump up Giolito, so it'd be Lynn, Cease, Giolito, Cueto, Lynn, Kopech. That makes no sense in my mind, Maybe. especially with a guy coming off of an injury. I don't I, know. It, it's tough, but he has to break that bugaboo one of these times. If he's going to be an ace of our staff, one of the pitchers that we rely on in the playoffs, Houston will be there. They'll 100% be there, so we have to break that bugaboo. If he gets yeah. hit hard again, he has to find a way to get out of his own mind because he has good stuff. Houston's just in his head right now, and they're seeing every pitch that he throws, mostly fastballs, and they're just a good-hitting team, and particularly versus him. So I will not hide from him. I will not hide from the Houston Astros. If he needs to pitch and it's on his day, and I'm sure he's feeling this way, he's like, give me the ball. If it's Saturday's my day, it's my five days of rest, give me the goddamn ball. It's going to be nice to see him back, at least. I mean, especially against Detroit, I don't think that they're going to have too much for him. You saw Detroit. Just recently. I, did. I saw him on Friday. You Oof. fearing him? No, they're hella terrible. They're really terrible. So they, they're, they're easing them in at least. Yeah. They're, I don't know what happened. I thought the Detroit Tigers were going to be challenging the White Sox for the AL Central. <laughs> Hilarious. What an idiot. <laughs> um, they're bad. <laughs> they lost Casey Mize, I believe. Yeah, he's, he's gone out. for the year. Tommy John. Tarek Skubel is a thing. Skubel. That is a thing. I mean, he's a lefty, so whenever the White Sox see him, they're going to eat every time. But he's been dominating everybody in this league. He's turned into the better pitcher between him and Mize so far. But the other prospects haven't done anything. Torkelson's still on the interstate down there. Javi Baez is still on the interstate, not hitting anything. It's bad up there in Detroit. So that is the thing that if the White Sox don't go up there and get at least two out of three, I'll be – it doesn't make sense. That team is no damn good. Not, not at all. I don't really want to talk about it. You know what? Because I said this with the Rangers. I said, this, I said they were going to sweep the Dodgers. I've been hyping up the White Sox winning a series, every series they play. I have so much faith in this team. Or I've had so much faith in this team for their first whatever many series. I have no faith in this, this Detroit series. Go out and prove to me that you can win two or three. Go out and prove to me that you can sweep this team. You almost did in the opening series. This team, you're much better than this team. But we've seen this yeah. with the Rangers. We've seen this with the Dodgers. We've seen this with the Twins. This White Sox team, just, they can't pull it off. And I, Wayne, I, Wayne by it. the way, Vinny was off today. Yes. So, sorry we didn't tell you guys who are listening, waiting for Vinny to pop in from Guarantee Great. But he was off. He's taking a well-deserved uh, rest and a recovery day. Doesn't want to watch the White Sox either. I'm Sp- kidding. He's had this scheduled. Spin zone. Vinny will be in studio with us for the next couple series, all right? So these are road series, Detroit, Houston, usually. Well, not the Houston one. 
Oh, except for the Saturday. We'll be there game. for Sunday, yeah. So, yeah, we're not doing so Friday. So we'll probably Saturday. have some four four episodes with Vinny in studio. So that should be fun. So I won't uh, be here Thursday, guys. No Vinny today. So we'll mark that down. I'll be at the Cubs game. Vinny and I bicker. I've already other. gone. I'm done. I'm already <laughs> I'm already trading on the White Sox. Going to the Cubs. I'm, I'm, I'm the Padres are in town. So of course I'm seeing uh, the best team out team. there in the NL West. Yeah, my my team in the the NL will be the the, the Mets. You well, got the Pirates. Like you got you got it on right now. The nine Mets Padres, are your I favorite team. Yeah, I mean, well, I think it's a good juxtaposition because my favorite team is the Chicago White Sox, run by Jerry Reinsdorf. The Mets, run by Steve Cohen, Jerry Reinsdorf's biggest enemy. When my team loses, I want my enemies to succeed. So let's go Mets. You know what? The, the more success that Steve Cohen gets, Jerry Reinsdorf life gets worse, and I'm fine with that. And it was 29 to 1, I believe, the votes from the, or 28 to 1, the votes from the owners. Yeah, the one vote the one. that was no was Jerry Reinsdorf, because he didn't want Steve Cohen, rich billionaire in there, spending all that good-ass money and making his nine Mets really get him to good. And weirdly about the San Diego Padres, I don't know if you know they have this guy named Fernando Tatis I Jr. About him. He has not played one second for the San Diego Padres this year. They're only one game behind the Los Angeles Dodgers, who we saw here. They're pretty damn good. They're pretty damn without good. their best player. Hmm. Their player that is having an MVP season, his name is Manuel Arturo Machado. You know him as Manny Machado. He could have been signed by the White Sox, but no, we didn't want him. He's having an MVP season. And they're battling with, even with these injuries, battling for the NL West, which is a tough division. With the Giants winning 107 last year, the Dodgers winning 106, and the and the Giant, uh, the Padres just finishing under 500. They didn't bow their heads and say, "Huh, that's just two t- damn tough teams. We're not gonna win." No, they push forward. They're like, "Okay, you know what? We're gonna go and get this guy." We're going to get our guy back, uh, Clevenger. He's going to come back. No. Um, we're going to bring up Mackenzie Gore, our big, highly touted prospect. And we're, he's going to pitch so Chris well. Pr- Paddock. And we're going to trade Chris Paddock. We're going to get Sean Manaya in here. We're getting better. Luke Voigt's coming in here. Somehow, way, we're going to get Hosmer better. You Darvish is back. You know, like, they didn't sulk. They didn't put their head down and, woe is me, injuries, we can't win. And they didn't hire the owner's best friend to be the coach. Exactly. When they, they got saw Bob, they got Bob Melvin, a guy who's been doing it. When they saw that their manager couldn't get the job done, they fired him. They said, "Let's get the best manager available." Yeah, he's still in the Oakland A's. F that. Bring her ass down to San Diego. So you mentioned Fernando Tatis Jr. Jr. That must indicate a strong bloodline. It does. So does Manny Machado have like a strong bloodline Not that like maybe we can call? Oh, and John Jay? Maybe a good friend. Yeah, Yonder Alonso. Yonder Alonso. Yeah, maybe, maybe that, that, that could be the plan. Maybe Manny Machado would want to come uh, if we get those guys on, on the team. I'm not sure. Maybe that will pay off. Uh, anyways, if you want to support CHGO, the best way to do so is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you do... If you do sign up using code CHGO on PointsBet and you get that free shirt, right? You get that free shirt promo. You'll want to wait. A little controversial here. You want to wait because we do have some more shirts coming out. Oh, yeah. That's what Kevin said this on a podcast. And Kevin is more official than I am. Kevin is a boss here. So if Kevin's saying this, I can absolutely put the blame on Kevin if these shirts don't come out. But we did get a sneak peek of one of them. We did. So I'm just saying if you're a Sox fan... 
and you have a free shirt coupon to the CHGO Locker, maybe you should save it because you might have another option coming soon. If you have but any if, questions. But if you want one, that one logo right, right there who's below my leg right there, the Barler socks. socks, perfect for you. Or the CHGO Chicago flag shirt, which I have one. Also great. I got the pocket flag one. A lot of great options at the CHGO Locker. But again, if you make $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get that free shirt coupon uh, of your choice. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone you'll be signing up at the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds so what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right so we got some more updates and i want to talk about the injuries kind of continued this conversation uh scott merkin updating us Kopech still feel felt soreness in his right knee post game and said there was fluid behind it which they will work to get rid of but after feeling a pop on the mound the best news is apparently he could throw sunday in houston so it seems like it will be i guess a week injury for Michael Kopech, but it could have been worse. Uh, I know a lot of people are freaking out the fact that it was reported as a knee injury, yeah. but the fact that now, uh, you know, he, he might be able to pitch on Sunday uh, gives me a little bit of a, the ability to take a deep breath, uh, which is good to see. Yeah, I think maybe you skip his start. You are already trying to limit his innings he's pitching. With an injury like that, he felt a pop. Something actually went on there i mean they'll probably do an mri tomorrow morning to make sure there's no structural damage but why rush them i understand we're in a dogfight and we're playing poorly take some extra time if you think he can pitch on sunday take a day take an extra day make him pitch on monday or tuesday next week there's no reason for you guys to rush him out there if he can further damage his knee so i would just chill out allow him to just do his thing while rehabbing and getting to close to 100% as you can at this point of the season. I do want to go to one sadder stat here, and it's going along with the leg injuries for the White Sox, going along mm -hmm. with the injuries for the Sox and how they've been affected uh, by this this these injury bugs to Aloy, to Luis, uh, to Kopech, to Lance Lynn. Uh, we do have some stats. I'm going to credit uh, Nick underscore uh, BP, BBPS. Uh, Nick uh, is a former editor-in-chief of uh, BP Southside uh, and, and minor league editor Emerus for uh, Baseball Perspectives, and he posted uh, this from Baseball Perspectives and their uh, injury uh, tracker report, uh, visual analysis. I don't really know what to call it, but it kind of just shows you the value added uh, or the value lost uh, by injuries, you can see the Sox are around 2.5 on that value chart. The Reds have been the most effective, around 3.5. But the White Sox are basically, you know, the second-ish team most affected by injuries, kind of tied with them, are the Mets, Twins, Padres, yeah. and Rays. Yeah. But still. All competing. Yeah, all, all competing. those other teams are competing. Twins are in first. Reds, Reds are, are in first. Reds are competing. I mean, if the Reds saying that, I'm saying the same <laughs> on the same line. Right, but if the Reds had, you know, a little bit less value taken, hey, maybe they're competing. They'll be in there. <laughs> you only see the San Diego Padres and the Rays. All those teams are competing while the White Sox are woeful. So, yeah, there's no excuse. When we have the end of the year – presser oh you know if we just stayed healthy we would have been this that and the other other teams get injured other teams are going to the same stuff cold weather for their pitch for their hitters to 
dead ball for their hitters too. But somehow, some way, at the end of the year, we're like, yeah, man, if we could have had Aloy healthy for the 162. It's like, when the f- has that ever happened? Never. Never. If we could have had Luis Robert healthy for the year, that's never happened. Like He just played his first games in June this yes. year. Yeah, so it's up to the general manager, him and Kenny Williams, to insulate this team with better depth instead of having people that did well last year in Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger come back as your depth pieces on the major league squad. It's really tough. You got to get actual major leaguers here instead of getting, you know, Josh Harrison, a guy who should be DFA'd immediately. I would love to. Uh, it, it, it's baffling. And continuing with the, the leg uh, notes and the, the injury notes, uh, this is from Derek Rhodes, also of baseball perspective. He does injury and data uh, visualizations for baseball perspectives. Uh, so he said uh, the rate of leg, leg injuries for the White Sox is far and above the rest of the league the last two years. It's to the point where it seems like it's almost more than bad luck. Almost has to be something processed based going on there. Some receipts to back up the statements. In addition to volume, the severity of leg injuries is higher than most. The White Sox led the league in 2021 in hip, upper leg, or knee injuries. They are currently leading in the league in 2022. Last year, they had 13 IL placements of a hip, upper leg, and knee injury. This year, they're tied with the Minnesota Twins at seven IL placements of a hip, upper leg, and knee injury. So, oh, so they're tied with them? Yeah, they're tied with at seven, but this is just number. Oh, of, I thought we're they, tied with Minnesota in the league, in the uh, division. Damn it! No, 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 no. Minnesota, Minnesota. Oh, we're six games behind them, but we're tied with them in uh, something. Finally, there you go. And injuries, yeah. injuries. Yes. All right, and uh, one thing too. Uh, this was from Jesus Shuttlesworth saying, uh, "There's no excuses with the AL Central. It's just a little bit up." Wow, the Twins are right there with us uh, in saying with injuries. Wow, we don't have any excuses in the AL Central. They don't. Uh, the one thing, though, the Twins have had a much easier schedule. The White Sox have had a harder schedule. That's all I can say. That's not even really an excuse. That's just a fact. The White Sox have an easier schedule from here on out. And I, I really hate telling you that because they just lost to the Texas Rangers. They shouldn't have lost two of three from the Texas Rangers, period. I, I don't understand how that game was managed on Saturday. Rightfully, there was chance of Fire Tony coming out from that game. And today, another just... I don't know how to say just embarrassing, I guess. Just dumb. Dumb yeah. is dumb is a great way to say it. Because even though that, that out by Robert wouldn't have counted as anything, uh, or possibly couldn't have counted as anything, it's just still such a stupid way to lose. Yeah, and you asked me earlier what gives me hope, and I gave you the 19 versus the AL Central they play in July. Another thing which I forgot to mention, Tim Anderson gives me hope, even yeah. though he was hey, here. Man. And he was here when the bad stuff was happening. Tim was producing. He is the straw. And I don't know, maybe something happens and he rallies the troops around him and says, you guys are playing like crap. Gets into Yoan's face and says words to him. Says, you are not this. He said that last year to Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton was down in the dumps when he came to the White Sox. And he thought of himself as just some pinch runner, some defensive replacement guy. And Tim said, no. You're Billy Hamilton, the hitter. Billy, the hitter. Get your mind right. Maybe he could say that same thing to Yohan. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Turn your music on when you go to the plate. Start being Yohan Mankata. Hey, yes. Cool, you're starting to hit. 
Don't even worry about your legs anymore. See ball, hit ball, catch ball when you're behind the plate. Maybe Tim's a rallying force because he's that type of dude where he's no nonsense. And maybe he sees something while sitting out that this team is not doing that he can address them, especially when he starts playing. I know he's still with the team, but words matter a little bit more when you're dressed up, you're playing with them, and they see you producing, and then they, they, he start talking to you. It's like, oh, man, yeah, sorry, Tim. I'm not doing this, that, and the other. And Tim's like, get your head up. Start playing positive. We're just having fun out here type of stuff. It has to come fun. from the players because they're not firing the manager. They have to insulate themselves from him and say, we got to do it for ourselves. Us versus the world, even our manager and our general manager and our owner. Us versus the world. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, that's the word that you said, too, was fun. And, I mean, the, the whole saying around T.A., especially when he's leadoff, is he go, we go. So, I mean, hopefully he can just lead by example, even if he doesn't need to step up and, and, and say anything. Uh, I don't know if saying anything to Moncada will do anything. I, I think he's hurt. I think Grandal's still hurt. Grandal talks about building up strength uh, in his legs. I don't think he should be doing that on a major league field. I would love for, for him to, I don't know, maybe do that in a gym. Uh, maybe just have a, a regimen where he's just, I don't know, doing that in a gym with weights where he can work out and gain strength in a gym where most people gain strength in a gym and not on a baseball field and catching for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on end. And then this way, we don't have to see Reese McGuire hit so many damn times. We don't have to see Sebby Zavala on this roster. He finally makes contact with the ball and doesn't run out of the box. I mean, like, Jesus Christ. It, what, what it, it, it's, oh. it's guys that are coming up from Charlotte not even playing hard. And I, I was talking to you, I think, about this. It does seem weird that the White Sox seemingly have players go on rehab assignments to build up strength while they're still kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. Instead of being, hey, I'm 100% healed from whatever I had, the quad, the hamstring, the hip pull. Now, when I go out to this rehab, it's so I can play baseball, and so when I get called up from that rehab, I hit the ground running, and there's no more restrictions. It seems like the White Sox send their guys to rehab while they're still hurt. So there could be 85% healed. They still have some injury in them, like Aloy. We're talking right now about Yoan Mancada, who can't hit. We're talking about Yasmani Grandal building up leg strength after an offseason injury. That should be done in some B field in Arizona. And he should have been on the IL from the beginning of the year. So he can do that on his own. So he can lift weights in his own. And when he gets back to the Major League squad, he can hit the ground running. Seems like the White Sox, who, as you reported, have some of the most injuries to that lower leg injuries or mid-leg injuries than any other uh, team. Tied with the Minnesota Twins right now. Right. So maybe their process of getting guys back to the Major League squad is flawed. Yeah, we I, already see what Aloy's going through. He has to come back to Chicago so he can go back to Charlotte eventually to continue his rehab. And they're not calling a setback, but we obviously understand we're adults. We know that was a setback. This wasn't their plan for having Aloy down there for a week and a half and then bringing him back and then having to go back out there to the minor leagues. Robert missed a whole week without them putting, putting him on the injured list with a, a leg injury. Andrew Vaughn, too. They, they don't know how to judge it. 
they don't understand the severity or they, they just have the wrong doctors. I don't understand. Um, I know they made changes recently uh, to to that staff and to that department, but they, it, it doesn't feel like it's paying off. Um, and people keep talking about the home run power and stuff like that. The Jake Burgers, uh, the biggest home run hitter on this team. And where's the power gone? Uh, Herb, I just found this out. Okay. The last home run that Luis Robert hit versus a team that wasn't the Kansas City Royals was? Uh, Minnesota. May 6th versus Boston. In the first game in Boston on May 6th. Wow. It's been over a <laughs> month and about 12th. two weeks. Yes. The last home run he hit was May 19th versus Kansas City. Uh, that was the game winner. Uh, in that 7-4 to four one, but he had three home runs in May. He has no home runs so far in uh, in June, and he looks lost at the plate. He he looks brutal, and, I mean, that's where the, the power should be coming from. should be coming from Andrew Vaughn. He had a home run in the race series, so I'm not too pressed on him. Jake Berger's obviously been producing. Abreu, I'm not too worried about his power. I, th- I think he'll be all right, uh, but Aloy is injured. He should be providing power on this team. AJ Pollock hasn't done much in the power department or just anything with the hitting department. Uh, he's it getting is getting a little bit better, but he's yeah, he's not doing a lot of power. I think he's stuff. got three homers or something like that. I mean, it's just the chemistry isn't there. Nothing's clicking, and it really feels like these guys aren't clicking as well. And uh, I think the the biggest thing too is if Luis Robert is Luis Robert, this team will have a lot less issues. But that guy doesn't look like Luis Robert. He looks like he looks. Like old looks Luis like Robert. Robert Luis. Yeah, it looks like struggling. Yeah, <laughs> Robert Luis. Um, one thing that I find interesting and kind of good for the White Sox players and management, usually when you have this type of turmoil on a team that is supposed to be better than they are, uh, during our years of working at the score and in the media, you would hear whispers. Word would get out from players, unnamed sources, hey, Team ain't feeling this coach. Look for this, that, and the other to change. Team is really upset with Tony La Russa. I have not heard that as yet, which is kind of good that the team is still galvanized, still together, not breaking bad on Tony, which I would have did a long time ago. But the players respect Tony, apparently, because they're not letting anything go out, or this is a good job by White Sox PR and media to squelch that to make sure they get out to the players before they can even say anything to these reporters uh, off the record or on the record about Tony Russo because this was usually the period, especially when you hear the fire Tony chants, which I have never heard as a White Sox fan in my whole life, that you're going to fire a guy. They didn't say that for Terry Bevington, and he deserved it more than Tony. But I haven't heard one word that these players are unhappy these players don't want to work for Tony, so maybe that's half the thing while Jerry's keeping him on the team. Because if he loses the locker room, there's no other reason for Tony to be here. So he hasn't lost the locker room, at least from the whispers you usually hear from a team that usually loses the locker room. The only thing that I could throw into that department, uh, this is from Mike Rodriguez. Uh, He works for Univision. Uh, He says, my sources tell me that the White Sox baseball operations department will be making decisions with Tony's for the games since they started with Lopez and Martin combination strategy and won that game. So 
I, maybe the analytics department's going to speak up a little bit more. I mean, we have been seeing a little bit more of consistency at the top of the lineup. Maybe that has something of their doing. Uh, the fact that you did see Reynaldo Lopez uh, open for Davis Martin. I understand that Tony has used the opener before in his career in St. Louis. Um, he used it before, I well, I think, as well in an emergency situation uh, with, uh, with, with some players due to injuries. But this is a new... I mean, this was just they—they they had Martin set up to start for like three days, and then like two hours before the game, they made that change, and that was what felt so outside influence. Yeah. So I think that there's something going on with this team, but I think you're right that at least maybe the players aren't being affected by Tony's decisions just yet. And maybe that before the game, they can control Tony's moves. They can right. do it where they switch Raylo for Davis Martin, but in game, it's still all Tony. And he's making decisions, and they give him a short bullpen, and he will put in these people who uh, who shouldn't be in those positions. Tanner Banks shouldn't be in a high leverage situation, three three tied in the eighth and ninth inning. He did a awesome job to get himself out of there. So no shade to Tanner Banks, he did great. But Tony putting him in that situation is ridiculous. You go to your better pitcher. Your better pitcher in that regard would have been Kendall Graveman. I Even if you don't have Liam Hendricks, there's no way you're going to get to the ninth unless you get to the eighth, and you put your better pitcher out there so you can get to the ninth inning. So, yeah, I'm just – this guy is needs to go, but we got to grin and bear it for another 100-plus games until I think there might be Tony being just, all right, it's, there's, no, there's no reason for me to come back for my third year. The fans don't like me. The players don't like me. We just missed the playoffs. I'm out. I'm going to go and sit in Arizona and look at my Hall of Fame baseball person. Just stare like, at my rings. Yeah. I'm just going to watch them. All right, anyways, uh, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox postgame show. Um, I, I can't process White Sox baseball any longer. Uh, we will have Lance Lynn on the bump, and it will be uh, Roni Garcia for the Detroit Tigers tomorrow. White Sox are 27-31. and 31. They will look to finish the series uh, in Detroit 30-31. and 31. Still below 500. Yeah, the Tigers they could sweep the Tigers and still be below five hundred. Tigers are June. not are not that far away from the White Sox. They're uh, only three and a half games behind the White Sox. Oh, okay. So if they lose one game, the White Sox will be closer to fourth place than they will be second place. Yes. Yes. You just let that sit for a second. June. June. Yeah. The White Sox lose tomorrow. Cleveland wins. White Sox will be closer to fourth place than second place. The goddamn Guardians. They have a run differential of minus 56. Mark Burley. June 12th. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Hey, I see all the people saying Ozzy and AJ for manager. Guess what? That's the only moves they can afford. The only thing that they can afford is to fire the manager and get somebody else in because the farm system stinks. They can't get any free agents unless Michael Conforto is healthy. That's it, folks. I like those two guys, but... Let's do a real search where we're getting in a real manager that can win them games. I don't. I would love. I would love anybody who has never put on a White Sox logo. I would love for your arch enemy to be the next manager. I loved the AJ Hinch hire because he had nothing to do with the White Sox organization. Amen, friends. We'll see him tomorrow. Uh, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Necromal23. He's the CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W 
underscore Anderson. You can follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. We appreciate all of our people always hanging out with us. We appreciate Jesus. We appreciate Rusted. We appreciate David. We appreciate Mr. C, David Snyder, uh, all these guys always hanging out and having a chat with us. Wayne. Wayne as well. Wayne left already, so you know he's, he's, he's well up there. But everyone sure Eli's somewhere out. in Israel listening to us <laughs> on the podcast. People who are listening to the podcast. Blank names always there as well. And also blank names saying Ozzy can't be the guy because he's on the crusade that's saying oh, exit velocity is overrated, which is true. Uh, you hit the ball hard, it goes far, uh, which the White Sox should learn. Uh, anyways, again, follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. Vinny Duber will be back tomorrow. We appreciate Stephen Nel- uh, Nicholas for his great work. And, and Stephen Nelson too. And Stephen Nelson. I, I was going to say Nicholas. Network. He's a White Sox fan. Uh, And we also appreciate uh, the work of Fleetwood Mac in 1979, uh, their album Tusk. It was a masterpiece. We'll see you tomorrow. Go White Sox.